Hello and welcome to another episode of The Lap. This week I'm speaking to Bank and in particular I'm speaking to Tom Dixon. So A, welcome to The Lap, Tom Dixon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much for having me on. My pleasure. Um, and B, what is happening with the club at the moment? Because I know there's a lot of kind of major goings on. Um, there's grounds are being reallocated or you're moving ground. What, what's been happening? Yeah, so... Um... So most sort of guys who have played against Bank in previous years would, would have played at Roehampton. So we've been there for a long time. Uh, so Bank being an end ground and, and run as the sports club. Um, but uh, a few, uh, basically about sort of the start of the 2019 season, we heard that, that the, they, they were looking to basically dispose of it to, a, to, to people who were interested in op- operating it as a sort of commercial enterprise. Um, and there wasn't any assurances about what what was going to happen as a as a sort of cricket club or football or rugby or any of the things that are played there. Um, so that sort of process took about a year. So we had all of last season played under a bit of a cloud. Um, we sort of had a really successful season by by our standards. I think um, it was a bit of a shame that that this cloud sort of loomed over us. Um, the process sort of completed around the end of the year, but I think the the league bidder sort of allegedly is a hospitality company from Europe. And obviously with COVID, that's massively hit all their income. So I don't think they've got the money to take it forward. So I think sort of the rumours are we're back, back to square one, but at the moment, current season, uh, the bank is still not open as a sports club, they're, they're still closed. Uh, so we've had to find an alternative ground at pretty short notice to play, uh, which in South West London isn't that easy to do. So were you reliant on a buyer coming in to buy the premises and then allow you to carry on playing there? Or was it a case that if someone bought it, you'd still have to move? Uh, either one of those could happen. It depend depended who bought it. So uh, a community group did come forward and say, they wanted to put together a bid to basically try and keep it running as a, as a community type sports club. Um, but they didn't get very far through the sort of process. Um, and yeah, so we were just waiting to find out what happened. And I think it is a bit of an issue for cricket generally. There's, there's a few other clubs in Surrey who have got similar issues where sort of wider sports clubs or parent companies own their ground and they just decide after a while that, you know, they're going to change the ground or use it for the school it's related to or um, and then you're kind of left a bit high and dry and it's very difficult to, to find, you know, just a brand new ground out of nowhere, really. So, so um, what is uh, what has been the kind of current solution? Have you found a ground for next year? Where have you playing this, been playing this year? So we've um, we've got a sort of and well, you've got a ground in uh, Rains Park, uh, which is called Oberon Fields. It was mentioned on the in, on the Malden episode, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Um, the and so that has been that has a cricket square, but has not been maintained as a cricket square. So it needs some work to bring it up to a, a league standard. Effectively, yeah, that it's it's not the conditions we're used to at the bank. It would be safe to say. Since we're on topic of over on fields and how it's not quite up to scratch we did mention it last week you were eight for seven against modern wanderers what happened there what was that what was that experience like um 
it was quite surreal. What I would say is that um, we played a few games, a couple of games at Oberon, yeah. and the pitch for that particular game was quite a lot worse. It was doing stuff off a of length and yeah, hitting people, and it was just all sorts going on. And, and I sort of bad for about four overs or something. And That's good going, to be fair. Yeah, it was probably the best nought I've ever scored. <laughs> um, and... You just think after you bat, you've been in for a while. You sort of look back at the scoreboard, and it's just ticked over a bit. And I just kept looking back at the scoreboard. It's just like six. No, we're still on six. No, we're still on six. So yeah, it was. Um, but luckily, uh, our skipper came in, guided us through the nervous nines, got, got up into. I say respectability. I mean, from eight for seven, fifty. You take fifty six all out. Definitely. So, so this yeah. is what I was wondering because. One of the members at your club, Sam Brandon, runs Crick Shouts, the Twitter yeah. account, which has thousands and thousands of followers. And their like their MO is that they tweet out ridiculous happenings from the weekend of club cricket and whether he could have had it in his heart to post that his own team had been bowled out for twelve, basically. Or being like, I'm keeping that under wraps. <laughs> it never happened. I think he'd have kept it. I'd like to think he'd have kept it under wraps. But I think he'd he'd have had more right to post it if he'd been in it, but because he wasn't playing, I think you know it's a bit hanging your mates out to do it. So I mean, a couple of years ago, he he got um, you know Sunderstead video their games, and he got an yeah. iffy LBW, and that was on there like thirty seconds later. So, yeah. <laughs> he actually mentions that before I spoke to you. He mentioned when you guys played Bank of England. Sorry, when you guys played Sunderstead, and about it all kicking off basically and someone being referred to as quite ugly basically <laughs> yeah um yeah one guy was ugly uh is he ugly North. was it a fair assessment no or? he's he's quite quite a dashing chap i'd say yeah, yeah um cool. the other the other one was um you're too posh to be this shit at cricket so <laughs> and then it became a bit of a yeah I think that's quite funny. Last war. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was, that was the first game of last season. It was quite a close game and it, it did. I mean, yeah, they weren't short of a word or two and, and when, when pushed, we're, we're quite happy to come back. So, Tom, I've heard rumours that Bank enjoy Sambuca and there's an event called, or happening that was now known as Sambuca Gate. What, what is this? So the worst thing about this is I can't actually pin this down to one, <laughs> one incident. So the, the, the initiation is to do, uh, for the first, is, is to do a, a, a Sambuca in your mouth. So you put it in your mouth and you light it in your mouth. And close Does that it. work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. So there's, one, there's one particular guy at our club who he's very adept at lighting it in your mouth without setting fire to the surrounds. So... That sounds like a very valuable skill. Yeah, it does sound dangerous. It is quite dangerous. Um, but the, the, the one in question, so this is going back quite a long time. So it was a, it was a game against a Metropolitan Police who okay. haven't been in the league for like 10 years now. So, um, But our, as sort of tended to happen around then, we'd have a good start to the season and our sort of promotion push was, was foundering a little bit. So there was a, a sort of a core of us. So a guy called Damo, who, who played up until last year um, and is just having this year off, hopefully. 
um, and a guy, Carl Thorns, who plays now at Chessington. Um, yeah. And we're all still really good mates. So we decided, so our sort of promotion push was foundering a bit. So we thought we'd have a bit of a strategy session uh, on how to reverse our fortunes the night before. Right, uh, yeah. so we met up on Friday night, you know, for a couple of sort of, you know, a couple of shandies, nothing, nothing that get out of hand. Um, and it, it fairly rapidly got out of hand. And, um, you know, we sort of talked sensibly about how we were going to reverse our fortunes for a while. And then um, Carl went off to the bar towards the end of the night and he came back with three Sambucas and he's like, guys, I had a really good idea. <laughs> we're, going to do, we're all going to do Zambuca and we will hate it. And we're going to undertake never, like, we're going to do Sambuca now until we, until we score a 50. Like, so if we don't score 50 tomorrow, you've got to do another one after the game. And that's just going to carry on until you score 50. It's like, right. The demo was fine with this because demo gets, like, he's getting 50 every other week. Yeah. Um, and then I had a really good start of the season, but I had, had, like, had scored about four runs in about two months and Carl thing was quite similar so we were like yeah yeah that's that's a great idea concentrate in mind when I do this something <laughs> so anyway didn't stay out too late next morning turn up at Metropolitan Police as is always the way when you've had a couple of night before steamingly hot um so like quite a leisurely warm-up um our opening bat had childcare issues so it's late um so Carl volunteers not you know, not only foolish enough to come up with the idea, volunteers to open the batting. Doesn't last the first over. Um Damo comes in, gets his usual chances fifty. Um I think there's something that year like he got seven fifties and his top score was sixty. I was gonna I was about to say that's really good going. I suppose it is still really good going. It's still really good going, but like it was almost when he'd salute his fifty, the next person would start putting their gloves on. <laughs> um and I came in and I was like, I think I was dropped on naught. I nearly got run out. You know when you slide your bat in and it sticks in the ground? Yeah, the worst. Yeah. Yeah, nearly got run out like that. Got hit by someone like bowling about 45 miles an hour on like the chest. Just awful. But they sort of seemed to conspire. They seemed to be in on it and they just didn't, they just wouldn't get me out. And I got like the world's worst 50. So if we finished the game, um, we won pretty comfortably. So that's two um, out of three of you with 50s then. So you're good. So it did work. So it did work. Yeah. Um, the issue was the one who didn't, didn't score a 50 until the following May. So, <laughs> and he, to be fair to him, he kept a tally. So like that day he was driving thing to the game. So like, and three weeks later, he, after the game, he comes over with three Sambucas and we're like, oh God, here we go. And he's like, no, no, these are, these are my three that I've got to do. So like, <laughs> A penance, so so yeah, that's that's the secret. So if anyone's sort of having a bit of a, maybe that's what the bank should be doing tomorrow night. Actually, you know, we've had a difficult run. Sambucas, Sambucas, it's the secret. Let's move on towards this weekend and Bank of England versus Spencer. Um, how has your experience of playing Spencer been in the past? Um, so from living in. Living memory, I think we've only played, we only played Spencer once uh, in the ones, which was yeah. in the T20. Nice, okay. And then uh, the seconds, who are pretty constant in Div 2, they got promoted 
up to Div 1 one year and I played a game against Spencer 2s over there. Yeah. Um, the So I, I think I captained and I was just looking after it for a week. And the guy who's our normal captain uh, stitched me up and told me like six hours before the game, we didn't have an umpire. Uh, so it was like, oh, well, I'm sure we'll be able to get their umpire to do both ends. I can see and, where this um, is going. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an umpire I've come across at three different clubs. And umpires don't tend to move clubs. So um, I think, I mean, it'd be fair to say, like, we'd have lost come what may, but yeah, it, we got a few iffy-ish decisions. Um, but yeah, so it's right for not bringing umpire, isn't it? So It's funny you say that because I only think I've ever played in one match where I thought umpires were cheating, and that was Bank of England versus Spencer at Bank of England in this twos game because <laughs> I know that our umpire had a bad reputation and you guys had to win to stay up and you actually won because of me because I was wicketkeeper and dropped the worst catch of my life. <laughs> And uh, you won by one wicket. I, and, uh, I remember that game, actually. Yeah. And the game was 120 all out, plays 120 for nine. You won by one yeah, wicket so... on this beautiful wicket. And both umpires were just triggering people. <laughs> it was so bizarre. And I remember a guy who was only at the club for one year, he was called Jamie Blackwell, and he got the worst LBW decision I've ever seen in my life. And it was my first ever game in the twos. And I went, what, what has just happened? <laughs> And I, you know, I'm sure he was normally honest as a day is long, but I think there was a tension around that. They're like, we can't let, we can't let this go against us. And both umpires were banging people yeah. out as quickly as possible. Our um, RT's umpire has been a fixture the whole time I've played for the bank. He has triggered many of his own side. So, <laughs> Did you know, yeah, in a small that's... sample size, it might look a bit suspicious, but he has, he's done, he's seen a lot of us off. Exactly, and I think that's why it often gets forgotten is that people, you, you only see an opposition's umpire once, maybe twice a year, and you get a bad one, you go, that's terrible from them. When actually, yeah. like, well, no, you could, like, it evens out over the season, they're keen to trigger anyone. I'm so mentally scarred from this. The catch I dropped was, it was a series of three fixtures where in the last three games of the season, I'd opened the batting for the fours, then the following week, I'd batted number 10 for the threes and bowled leg spin. And the final week of the season, I kept for the twos. <laughs> and I was so nervous. Yeah, I was so nervous because I wasn't a proper keeper. And I was standing up to the stumps. And Europeans had a big swing at a ball from a kind of little seamer. And the ball's just gone up. And I remember looking at the bowler player going, please catch that. Please catch that. I don't want it. <laughs> and... Um, I couldn't see over the peak of my helmet. And so I've seen him look at me and go, that's yours because it's landing right in the middle of the wicket. Like you can get there, you can walk there. And I sprinted there and I just couldn't see it over the peak of my helmet. I didn't know where it was. And I eventually saw it with about a second or two to spare. And I just stuck my gloves out and it just missed them. It just went <laughs> past them, plodded on the ground. And I just remember like the gasp of shock and embarrassment from kind of everyone. And the batter kind of was like kind enough where he basically kind of said sorry to me. He was like, I'm really sorry. You kind of had to go through. That. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he was kind of like, I kind of wish you'd caught that because I can tell you're really nervous. And I was like, thanks, mate. That's embarrassing, but whatever. <laughs>
Um, yeah, it's kind of finish off quick fire questions, as it were. Um, going to kind of personalise them a little bit more this week. The best catch you've taken. <laughs> it's a bit more self-centred than, than I was expecting. I know, mate. I've, I've <laughs> rebranded the show. Um, I think... So I, I went through a phase where, where I was like batting at six or seven and all I did was field a backward point because no one else wants to field there because it's like on the wicket ends. It's really horrible. So I must, there must have been like a decent diving one there. I caught a really a good one-handed one against Wimbledonians once, but it, that was in my most scarring game of cricket ever. So, <laughs> someone told me that you've taken the best catch they've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Would that have been old Wimbledonians? And if it wasn't the old Wimbledonians, why was it the most scarring experience of your life? We'll have that instead. <laughs> well, that, I feel more comfortable talking about it now because, like most British cricketers, I'm more happy telling you about my failures. Um, Absolutely. Uh, it was a game we needed. If we'd have won, we'd have almost certainly stayed up. True. Um, torrid season, um, otherwise. Uh, defending 270 at the bank, which is, you know, a pretty good score, even at the bank. Um, we had them 90 for seven. I took a really good one-handed catch. A guy who can't catch at all. We'd had this master stroke that, like, our slip catching was quite iffy. So we just put the guy who couldn't catch anywhere in the slips because it's like, well, we're going to drop it probably anyway. And then we'll just... <laughs> He might as well be there because, like, otherwise he'll drop it a cover, whereas everyone else will catch it. Okay. Um, and uh, he took an amazing one handed catch as well. <laughs> we're just like, wow, this is this it's is going to be like what a game! We're going to batter them. And their overseas Sri Lankan, who was bowler, came in at nine, played a couple of nice shots, but like one's going to go to hand in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the game started getting away from us a little bit. And I thought, oh, it's fine. I'll bring this back. I'll bring myself on because I usually can buy a wicket. Yeah. And I bought one over for about 23. It just got whacked. And then he carried on from there. That, that sort of lit the blue touch paper and they got home by one wicket. And um, oh, what? Yeah. We had to win the following week to stay up, which we definitely did. But just like at the end of the game, I'm just like, oh my God, this is. This is the worst defeat in history. But so, they've, got, um, they've got about 200 for their last two wickets, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That is scarring. Um, I'm, I'm sorry I asked you about that now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, because we, we stayed up. But it was, yeah. Oh, God. I just look back and think, oh. Cricket. Terrible sport. Um, uh, thank you for listening to me and Tom's kind of most harrowing experiences on a cricket pitch um, also I will be accepting drinks from the Bank of England boys for guaranteeing their Div 2 status in 2013 uh, it will kind of slightly soften the blow of the embarrassment that's lived with me for 7 years um, and yeah thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed, if you like it you can subscribe if you want, if you didn't, don't uh, yeah, see you next time bye bye